Welcome to Michael and Mary in the Morning. The cute-ass morning show you didn't know you needed. This is the story about how two childhood best friends started a morning show in the middle of a pandemic from a thousand miles away, from Montana to L.A. All to brighten your day. We share cheeky stories about our lives, our journeys, chasing our dreams, and how you can too. So take a seat. Pour your cup of coffee. And we'll be here every Monday. Welcome back to Michael and Mary in the Morning, the cute-ass morning show you didn't know you needed. Yes, happy Monday. We are live from our West Hollywood apartment. Still very minimal furniture. Bare bones, baby. <laughs> Bare bones, but we are doing We're it. We're just doing this thing. We will get a couch, everyone. Don't you worry. It might be 2021, but I there swear, will be a couch in I here. And we will God, have a setup. <laughs> we will. And it would just be so nice to not eat everything mm-hmm. off of this record table that I have. Yes. Because it's just, it's way too small. It's been pretty multi-purpose, so I will give it that. It's really been I don't know just giving us what we needed during this time um but one day we will have our own separate mics and we will understand and figure out the echoes of this apartment so that we can both have a mic and then have future guests on yeah work in progress baby that would be really really lovely Yes. Um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about me leaving my corporate job of five and a half years in the middle of a pandemic. Yikes. Oh. And then just, you know, other LA tings like um, taking our own headshots in our living room, maybe seeing Charlie Puth and then people seeing Mary around town and thinking she's famous. So there we go. It's just the beginning. Um, Yeah, without further ado, let's roll into our sun cloud silver lining. lining. <laughs> I think need to get an official recording we're for gonna, that. Yeah. We're gonna be um, I would have to say that um, speaking of this record table, mm-hmm. that's probably my cloud because okay. I, uh, last night, <laughs> I knocked over a full glass of wine. Yes. Um, I just, someone made me mm-hmm. laugh mm-hmm. and I knocked my knee on it and proceeded to dump the entire glass and shatter yeah. the Michael's all over glass nice all over the floor, floor. Um, and got it on my new pants. Let's it's... not overlook the fact that you were using your wine glass as a prop for your cell phone so you could FaceTime and be hands-free. Um, that's just pure <laughs> physics. That was going to fail and just be totally destructive. So okay. um, yeah, you do owe me a new wine glass. Okay. So it's all happening. Okay. But what I'm trying to get at is there was a lack of space. Like if we had an actual right. table to eat on, mm-hmm. it would just slide and not <laughs> fall off <laughs> Shatter across the hardwood floors. And then we would have been able to FaceTime Savannah Mm -hmm. and watch her eat cereal in her dining hall without any interruptions. Yes, and give all of our college advice. Um, Yeah, where were you planning on putting a dining room table? Like, where is that going to go? Underneath the chandelier that you hit your head on every single day. (laughs) That chandelier is my cloud. We literally have a chandelier (laughs) that sits in like the middle of the living room, dining room area. It hangs down so low that I always hit my head on it, or if I'm paying, it's just a mess and yeah it, it's the, the struggles as six footers have to go through um but and you can tell that they've tried to like pull it up towards the ceiling and it's Wrapped just the not its quite neck, working um but yeah i would say the chandelier's my cloud just kidding um i feel as though my cloud this week might just be the fact that it's week two here and we're kind of almost unpacked, not quite. We still have things on our list, but we're getting into regular life and figuring out how to be adults in West Hollywood. I still am not sure how we're even allowed to have our own apartment. Honestly. Um, but every day I just feel as though there's so many things and the to-do list is so long and I it just get so overwhelmed every ends. day. But it's like we do so much, so I'm always proud of us at the end of the day for everything we accomplished, but I still am always like, oh my gosh, there's so much to do like the next day and things like that. So I think me just... Um, taking every moment in stride and being proud for 
what we do accomplish and just giving ourselves grace, I guess, and all that we can do. Yeah. But I feel like that is a big cloud over my head um, because we're going to get through it. I did hear a good quote about um, like the things in your life that you're juggling, that some balls are made of plastic and some are made of glass. And right now I'm basically like the McDonald's play place with all of my plastic <laughs> balls just at my feet, you know? But I don't think I've broken any glass ones. Um, I leave glass breaking to Mary over here. Okay. <laughs> and the wine glasses. All right. So I, that's my glass. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there because that's exactly it what was I was perfect. thinking as I was listening to you speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just going to move right along to yeah, my son. <laughs> to your son. Let's um, go. And that is maybe seeing Charlie Poots. Maybe. So let me explain. Yep. Michael and I were driving to Malibu mm-hmm. and I'm driving and I pull up behind this really shiny big black black like explorer Mm -hmm. suburban kind of car and i'm watching the shadows inside like a creeper while we're Mm -hmm. at the stoplight and i notice that there's only a driver and then one more person in the very back and there's like no other seats that i can see i'm trying to talk to mary and And she's just like looking forward so much i'm like what and you're like i think that's charlie pooth and he goes, <gasps> <laughs> then we're all like pressed up against the glass really close. I think it's Charlie. <laughs> and um, yeah, so the person, mm-hmm. Charlie, Charlie, in the back. <laughs> on La Cienega Boulevard. Yeah, turning on to Pico. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> the person in the back it has like super curly hair and they're mm-hmm. on the phone like they're holding it like they're on speakerphone. Mm-hmm. And while I could only see the shadows, I think it could have been him. I yeah. think. Although the hair was like a little bit too curly, <laughs> right. if we're really nitpicking, M- Mayor really if we're knows really the details being creepy, of his hair and head I shape. watch a. I've okay. I've looked. <laughs> we know you don't I've, have to. You don't. I've watched a lot of his lives in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm just unwell thinking that it could have been Charlie Puth, right. and I like every now every black suburban I see, I'm just like, hello. I mean, you were swerving all over the place to try and get a glimpse. Yeah, well, they changed lanes, and I was just driving like a fucking psycho (laughs) to try and stay behind him. We are basically TMZ following (laughs) Charlie Booth in his van. I'm filming, and I was like, we're on the run for Charlie Booth. Mary spotted him. Here we go, turning on to Pico. (laughs) What is he doing next? It made my entire week. I know. I mean, maybe that's another avenue that we can explore for jobs, just following celebrities (laughs) around like TMZ. Cool. Well, my son this week is that, well, we went to Malibu and Malibu is one of my favorite places ever. It holds so much sentimental value to me and it's so beautiful and it's always just such an escape. I always say when I go there, have you ever gone to Malibu and not have the best had the best day of your entire life. It's just so great. And we went and it was overcast and moody and such a fall vibe, but it wasn't too cold and it wasn't too hot. Mm. And we got to wear our sweaters um, and we went to Malibu Farm, which sits right on the pier and you're on the ocean and it's so beautiful. And we drank our kale apple juices and we're just so LA. (laughs) And then we like walked around the pier and, um, you know, hardly anyone was there. And it just was such a great way to get refreshed at the start of the week and breathe and just be like, wow, we live here. This is so beautiful wow. and yeah that's my son fantastic truly there wasn't any sun but it was <laughs> it was cloudy but it was, it was cloudy. sunny so you, you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it was possibly the best morning ever my yeah. fish my, my literal fish that i ordered the entire fish um yep. um it was delicious the mm-hmm. waves were like Fresh scarily caught. crashing underneath us mm-hmm. and trying to take us down and we can't be taken down we can't we won't <laughs> we won't um, okay, next we have our silver linings. Mm-hmm. I would say that just... Oh, the, I thought your silver lining was your fish. 
Mm. No. Keep going. I would say that the glamour that this place has is just Mm -hmm. unbelievable. Like, I've never been in a place that has so much to do at Mm -hmm. any given time. You could run into someone that you've only seen on a screen. Right. And, like, I'm I'm just definitely just still so Mm glitter-eyed around here. And um, also, there's just being, there's just always chances that you're going to see someone like Charlie Booth. Right. Um, And there's always chances for people to think that you're famous. Yeah. So <laughs> let me explain. Tell us more. So um, we went to this delicious spot in Topanga, mm-hmm. California last week, and we were dressed up, ready to have a beer and some pizza at this yeah, place long called day. Endless Color Pizza. Mm-hmm. And we pull up and there's a big patio with flowers with all the seating mm-hmm. and michael comes over and opens my car door like mm. such a cute gentleman no, such a cute little date night and we walk in with our masks on of course and we order and then we go out in onto the patio and this group of people it, like keep looking over at me mm-hmm. and at first i was like yes thank you i love my dress, dress also yeah. like this is a great dress i i agree yep swipe up um <laughs> But then they like would not stop looking at me mm-hmm. and they were saying this stuff like that could be her. And I was like, Michael, they had their phones pointed me? at you. They were filming you or taking your photo. Yeah. I could see from my vantage it point. It was so weird. And and then I took my mask off and I think they realized yeah. I wasn't famous. But yeah. that was so fun. Where <laughs> he's like, do you think I'm famous? Do you think I'm famous? I was like, do you think they watch the morning show? <laughs> Hi. Oh, it actually... is Michael and Mary from Mar- Michael and Mary the You morning. found us. I am Mrs. Iglesias. You found us. Yeah. Um, I'm the one you've been looking for. So cute. Basically, you're saying the Cinderella story. Anyway, um, yeah. Speaking of being famous, we did take our headshots this week in our living room. Um, this was not planned at no. all. You could say, but there's a movie coming out starring someone who you could both say were obsessed Just a with. a little film. Um, the main character, and we heard through the grapevine that they were casting extras. Mm. Um. And we immediately knew what had to be done. So we go on the site and find out the deadline for extras and whatever they were casting for was that day. And we're like, oh my God, we need headshots. So then we start running around the apartment, going to the shower, <laughs> getting ready, creating this Setting photo studio up. in the living room, the natural light, the ring light, my white backdrop, Mary's camera. And yep, yep. And we just start like taking these photos. We're like, go, go, go. And then like be done with that. And then we are editing. We're like sweating and dabbing our faces. Blotting, dabbing, blot, dabbing, blot. Smile, smile, (laughs) smile with your eyes, smile with your eyes, smile. And we're just like getting everything together. And then we like send the photos to ourselves, edit the photos, everything like that. And then um we make the deadline. We we think we made the deadline. And we're just like, um hi, we're we're available. We're ready to start working. (laughs) We have no experience. But we were extras on a TV show last week you might have seen us we're in a grocery store we were by the cheeses we're deciding between cheddar and mexican cheese did you see that yes that's us Um, (laughs) oh my gosh maybe the people in topanga thought you were the girl from the grocery (laughs) store (laughs) it's all coming full circle baby anyway um we haven't heard back yet oh but um i would say that my silver lining um is just that we made it happen you know the fact that we just whipped out these headshots on a tuesday afternoon and are putting ourselves out there and we're going for it just makes me so excited for the next thing we do and the next movie that we're casting (laughs) (laughs) and just you know that we're gonna make it 
Yes, Michael. I'm mm-hmm. so hyped. Like literally, who else do you know who would just whip all of that out and have all of the Nobody. equipment and flash and backdrop? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, we can do anything. We can mm-hmm. do whatever we put our minds to. No hesitation. And I'm obsessed with it. Obsessed um, with can't it. wait to get a callback. Callback. <laughs> High school musical reference, everyone. Oh man. Okay. So yes, you guys, as you know. Michael and I recently moved to West Hollywood, Mm. packed up all of our things, me from Montana, him from the South Bay, and we just completely turned our lives upside down to live our dreams out here Mm -hmm. in West Hollywood. And while that sounds so glamorous and fun, and basically our week sounds so (laughs) glamorous and so L.A., Um, it's actually quite the story and has been pretty overwhelming. So in past episodes, I've talked about me quitting my job and doing photography full time and then decided to move down here. And now we want to share Michael's story of resigning from his corporate job to pursue his passion because I think it is so relatable and important and inspiring for all of you who are maybe finding that quarantine is pushing your old life behind and pushing that out a little bit and bringing forward a new life that you maybe didn't think of that you wanted and causing you to trust your instincts and to just go for it. Ah, Merit, what a beautiful introduction. Mm. 100%, I think this And now without further ado, (laughs) Michael Here he comes, here he comes. Um, No, I think that's so true what you said just about how I feel like this has given us all a chance just to think about our lives a little more and what Mm -hmm. we truly want out of it. And that's definitely been the situation for me. Um, So yes, I resigned from my job of five and a half years. My last day was on (gasps) October 1st, um, which is so crazy. I'm almost a month, a month out. Um, But yeah, I've thought about this episode honestly for months because I knew I was going to have to talk about it and just what I was going to say and how I was going to say Um, So yeah, this is a big day, but I think it's important because I think a lot of people are going through a similar situation or are on the brink of taking a big risk. So I wanted to share my experience in the hope that that this will help someone else as well. Um, But I feel as though I have to take everyone back kind of to the beginning to make everything in my mind make sense and coming to this decision. Um, Yeah, so sit back, like... Grab a snack. You might Cozy. want a glass of wine, I'm something like nice that. Yeah, we're going to be good. Yeah. Going to be hanging out. Um, so yeah, so in my Journey to California episode, I talked about um, how it was always my plan to get to California. I always um, dreamed about coming here since I was 13 years old, and um, I ended up not getting into school in California, and that was really hard for me just because um, it was, you know, it was everything I wanted. It was, it was everything I worked towards, and um, I ended up going to school in Denver, Colorado, and kind of my start there was very rocky, very shaky. Um, and I feel like that was really a time that I was pretty hard on myself and just the fact that, um, I didn't get what I had set out for and that what I had kind of put my mind to, but, um, kind of what I thought is that I just, I didn't work hard enough, um, to get into one of these schools. Cause kind of looking back, I was like, there are so many things that, um, I didn't do that, you know, when you're young, I feel like it's very easy to be a dreamer and dream about the life you want. Been like, oh, I want this, I want this. Um, But you have to do the work to um, put that in place and make that happen for yourself. So really, I remember saying to myself that I would never let myself feel that I didn't get something because I didn't work hard enough. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really just set out just to be the very best version of myself, be the very very best student at my school and everything that I did um, and that I was just going to work so hard. Um, and I was, I mean, I was not so hard. I was involved in like every Please. student organization. Um, I ended up working three jobs. I was paying for school by myself and no. I was just getting 
work experience at the same time. I was in the hospitality program, which I was obsessed with. Um, I did internships at different resorts every summer. Um, but I loved it. You know, I loved that I was learning, that I was doing new things. And just I always I feel like I've always thrived doing a million things at once. If I only have a couple of things, I feel like I end up slacking off. But if there's always so many things um, for me to do, I feel like that's when I really excel. Um, but my senior such year, at such a type three, <laughs> such a type three Sagittarius. Yeah, wow. Um, my senior year, I got an internship with um, MGM Resorts, which was a super competitive program, has like 3,000 applicants. So landing that was such a big game changer for me. Um, you know, I was working and living in Las Vegas and learning there. And that really just kind of put me on this entire next level, kind of on my career path. And um, you know, at the time I was receiving awards and scholarships and just everything that I had worked towards, I was achieving. Um, and there's this one big hotel scholarship um, that every school in the country you can submit one student for. And my school chose me that year. And I ended yes. up receiving the scholarship, which was so cool. Um, this was such an amazing honor uh, just to kind of be chosen as like the top said student in the country. Um, and I don't say that to, to my own horn, but just to kind of make it make sense for why it was so hard for me to kind of transition my career when I mm. had so much success in it you and everything it. that I like worked for during college and beyond in this chosen field, it kind of was like, wait, why would I leave all of this behind? Um, and, you know, from that scholarship is how I went to New York. That's kind of how my New York story came about. Um, when I flew across the country to the scholarship breakfast and I stalked the president of the resort I wanted to work at <laughs> and gave her my entire life in my portfolio. And then that's how I got my job in Los Angeles. And that's how I got my start and really where I am today. Um, so yeah, I moved to LA by myself when I was 22 and I started my job. And I remember um, that it was really my first opportunity of having a job that wasn't an internship or wasn't a guest facing position that was really um, in an office in a corporate environment and that I was working towards a goal. Um, so my focus at that point was really just learning everything I could as quickly as possible, progressing as quickly as possible, um, which I was able to do and I was able to be really, really successful there at a young age. And I think um, that was just telling myself, of, wow, I'm really good at this. People tell me I'm good at this. I like this. This is what I should be doing. Um, and it was just really affirming. But I still had thoughts in the back of my mind um, that I was meant for other things or bigger things in my life as well. Mm. Uh, Mary and I kind of were talking about how sometimes success doesn't always mean happiness. It's not synonymous with happiness. Which was so good for me to hear because I feel as though I, from being successful, it did bring me happiness because it was success, but I was like, was the work I was actually doing right. um, bringing me happiness? Um, so kind of at the same time, you know, I was in Southern California and I was obsessed with it. Um, just documenting every moment, taking photos, writing stories. And Instagram was really becoming this huge platform right then. And I loved it because it was this creative outlet for me where um, I could just kind of... Um, be creative and be working in color where a lot of the times with work is very black and white and I was working with contracts and things like that. So I think it was always um, this really fun outlet for me. And I really fell in love with storytelling. Um, I would make these really elaborate Instagram Incredible. stories <laughs> about my life and travels and just autobiographical narrative story form. It was like, a, it was like <laughs> watching a short film on your Instagram. Like, 
There would I need be to this get back into that. climax, and then it yeah. would be the decrescendo, and then at the end there would be the heart, and it the just gold was heart, so much. the signature gold heart. Um, yeah, but I think um, that was really fun, just because I could talk about my life and what was going on, and just honest truths about my life, and um, being able to connect with so many people at such a wide scale was the first time I'd been able to do that in my life and with social media. Um, and you know, when someone tells you that you inspired them or something that you said resonated with them, and that feeling of someone saying that to you is the most incredible feeling in the world mm. and that you help someone, you know, who lives in Illinois just make their life make sense yeah. um, is so cool. And I remember just being like, I want to feel like this always. Wow, help make their life make sense. <sighs> it's Put just, that on a shirt. Let's go. Merch coming soon. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was growing as a creator on Instagram and I started working with brands, doing sponsored content, doing photography for brands exclusively. And it was just so fun, you know, that I could be paid for doing what I was already doing and what I already loved. Um, and then at the same time, I'm balancing my full-time day job. So I'd run from my job to the beach, change in my car, try to get photos before the sun went down. Wow. All my weekends I would spend doing shoots. And it was just kind of crazy that I was living this two-job Hannah Montana double life that <laughs> I had going on. And that people like on Instagram thought that I was doing it full-time just because I was always posting every day and doing things and shoots and things like that. That. Um, but I was kind of at this point where I wasn't making enough from photography to live on it. So I was still needed my job to support me. So I knew I was like, I just have to keep like my head down. I have to keep going. I have to keep growing and doing both. And that was kind of honestly like a two and a half, three year kind of period for me, which it's easy to see someone on social media and say, oh, how are they just able to do that? But it really took me a long time just of perfecting my craft and taking classes and understanding photography better and understanding my storytelling and mm -hmm. connecting with people um, and things like that. Um, but I really feel as though things started to change when I got Calvin Klein, um, just because they're such a huge respected brands and one of my favorite brands and the fact that they saw me and I said like, hey, we want to work with you was so out of this world. Um, and then when everything happened and everything kind of went public, like everyone at my job found out, <laughs> even people like way above me in the ranks who don't even follow me on social media knew about it. And it was just, okay, I just... It You're just like in meetings and they're yeah, like, so. They're like bringing it up. They're calling me CK. I'm like, this ah. is so weird. I was like, don't bring this up in front of like guests and clients and things. I'm like this. I'm so, this is so weird. Well, it just would make me uncomfortable because um, I always tried to keep those two worlds separate that I had like my corporate job and then, and then I had my entire personal life and world on Instagram and what I was creating there. Um, and you know, it's just weird because people would be like, oh, so what are you trying to do? Are you like trying to model? You're trying to like, do that? You're just like, <laughs> it just made me uncomfortable. Yeah, but that's weird. It also made me think, I was like, wow, how cool is that, that I am being like this successful, that I'm, st I'm literally doing this with something else. But I was like, it gave me um, kind of the assurance that, wow, if I'm getting things that are at this high of a level, why am I not able to do this um, as a means of a full-time job? Mm -hmm. And I think that the catalyst for everything kind of changing in my life was the pandemic, mm -hmm. Pandemic, to be completely honest. Um, just because in March, I was furloughed from my job um, and I didn't even know like if I'd be brought back. So for you, those of you who don't know, furlough is basically, you're not on unemployment, but you're not working. So it's a temporary um, um, unemployment, I guess that you could say, because like you can still be brought back or kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like you're fired or laid off. It's not a layoff, I guess is what I should say. Um, but it's basically a question mark for when you'll be brought back on. That's awful. 
Yeah, it's kind of a limbo thing, but it's like every, I mean, every, I feel like so many people had, were, are going through that still. Um, so yeah, I just had all of this time and I just kind of said to myself, okay, here I've been given all of this time, something that I've always wanted so bad. So many times I've wished that I've had more time just to work on um, my craft and my photography and now I had it. Um, so I really just took full advantage of every moment. And I just said, okay, Michael, you're going to take each day like you are working for yourself as yes. a full-time creator, structuring your day, working with brands, figuring out your workflow, and if you can actually make this a possibility for yourself. Um, and because brands who I'd worked with in the past couldn't have professional photo shoots and go into a studio because of COVID, they were hiring me to shoot content exclusively for them, for their website, for direct mail, for their social channels. Um, and I was just waking up every day so excited excited to create and I was so motivated and it was just I was just having the best time and I was literally working full-time plus hours um, when I was kind of like furloughed from my job and just uh, had this realization myself that wow I can do this and I am doing it mm. um, and then of course the morning show started yeah here the morning show so kind of the biggest thing that I've wanted to do the past I mean five years uh, has been to start a podcast or a YouTube channel but I just never had the time to commit to it um, and it kind of, I've said this before, but I said, okay, if I can't get this done during a pandemic when I have all this time, then I'm just not supposed to be doing it. Yeah. But you know the story. I called Marin on Sunday night. We were live on the air in two weeks. And I was like, let's do it. And we were just <laughs> guns blazing. Um, and just the pure joy I think we both got from the morning show and the human connection and the feedback, the growth um, was all so incredible. And I just thought, wow, this is what I need to be putting my energy into, mm. you know, making people's days better inspiring people shining a light those well, also are my gifts each like we ourselves inspired they're ourselves at the same so time much through this. exactly and it just i feel like it lit both of us up and yeah i was like this is so cool that we're literally like we're like the morning show to brighten people's days was our like mission statement and i was like wow i just want to do this and i just want to do this at such a larger scale yeah um and then cue me being called back to go to work in july <laughs> of course, we're like this is incredible we'll we're never doing it stop. oh my like, god we need you back it's like i was like oh whoa Awful. Um, we're like, like, shit, yeah. What are we I was like, do? how do we do this? Um, and I was like, well, how do I do both? Like, I'm a podcast host now. We're global, baby. <laughs> um, so yeah, that kind of brought a lot of questions and what my next steps were going to be for myself. And you know, at first we were balancing the morning show as well and recording at all times of the day, you know, at nighttime after work or anything like that. And, um, you know, I had to go in and I went to. While still apart, I, might I add. <laughs> miles apart we were we were crazy we were crazy um yeah so I went back to work and I remember we had orientation and I was just sitting there and looking around the room and just thinking like wow like this isn't my dream anymore and mm. this isn't what sets my soul on fire this isn't what wakes me up in the morning and I just knew that I couldn't stay and it had been on my mind for quite some time but um just with the opportunity I had during quarantine and the time I had to think about my life um and that I found out that I could do photography and content and be successful, that I could work for myself and that I had enough work coming in that I could support myself and I could even strategize to grow myself even more, which had been my goal 
in the first place. Um, but really what I struggled with the most was that I had worked so hard for my career and this life and my job and all of the work I put in since I was 18 years old and the experience that I had and just being at the top of my career and knowing um, if I kept going, I could be at the top of the industry and just kind of that feeling that that would all be completely over was really hard. Mm. Um, and just kind of of the core, of course, like the comfort and security of a corporate job and health insurance and a 401k and all of that. And details, not to mention, <laughs> I know, right? I know. And um, I mean, just the family that I had at work as well. It was so, like, I, well, a huge part of me uh, just doing everything for so long was I was so happy there, so happy with all the people that I worked with, with my friends, that they were my friends outside of work and just this whole world that I had and relationships I had with housekeepers, with front desk associates, with everyone kind of at the property. It was so special. So I think mm -hmm. that was so hard for me to make the change. Um, but I heard this quote a few years ago that really changed my life and something that I've never been able to shake kind of thinking about. But it says, um, don't be on a first class flight going to a destination you don't want to go. Oof. And it's just this metaphor for life where, you know, my job was so comfortable. My life was so comfortable. But where it was taking me, like that wasn't where I wanted to go in the end. And that wasn't what I wanted for my life that I was doing kind of this yes. grind day to day. And I'm like, I want to be on the back of the plane in economy with the turbulence <laughs> going, the going in the place that I'm so stoked about, you know, and thinking about that really helped me in my decision making. And um, on July 13th was the day I called Mary and we decided that we were going to make everything happen on October 3rd. That was our date and that I'd be flying to Montana and that at that time I would have left everything behind and mm -hmm. be all packed up and that we were both going to chase the dream in LA together. Um, <laughs> and I think a big part of this for me and my journey was just realizing that it's okay that your dreams change, you know, that this job, this location was seriously my dream for so long. And at the time, it like literally was exactly what I wanted, what I needed. I got everything that I wanted from it. And I loved working there and I loved the people so much. Um, but it just didn't fill me anymore. And I just had to be honest with myself about the way that I felt because, you know, it's not fair to myself. And it's also not fair to the job that I was there, but my heart was no longer in it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what helped me too is just the fact that I'd reached a place um, with brands that I was doing stuff, not just on my own Instagram, but for the brands themselves that they could use, that I was helping with social strategy, that I could fully support myself. And um, I was like, wait, Michael, literally you would not be at this point if you hadn't been working so hard for the past five years and having your Hannah Montana double life and working on your craft. Like you never would have been able to make this move and this quote like career change if you hadn't worked so hard in all of your free time from your job and mm -hmm. um like during quarantine i had a video call with this really big brand who is starting this was starting this new video platform and i was talking with their office in london and they were talking to me as an industry expert and all these like Crazy. people on the call and they wanted my opinions on what direction they should go in and i just thought well, well first i was like wait what um <laughs> but then i just was like owned it and said wow this is ex i know exactly what i'm talking about yep. i know exactly what i'm doing i know this business and i know that i can do this yep. um so that was such 
a big identifier for me that I just knew that I could do it. Um, so kind of from then, it was just a crazy, overwhelming series of events to make everything happen by October 3rd. Uh, mean Girls Day, love that we chose it. I know. Um, but, you know, leaving my job, I was like, wow, I have to tell my boss. I have to tell my coworkers. I have to tell our president. I have to tell my parents. At Ugh. the same time, I'm moving out of my house from my roommates and my roommate of the past five years, my life in the South Bay, I'm leaving. I'm leaving my community there. I'm finding a new apartment in West Hollywood. I'm moving all my stuff there. I'm flying to Montana. I'm getting married. <laughs> it was just a very overwhelming amount of things. Um, but I think once you know what you want to do and you just kind of say, okay, I love that we picked a date that we we're going to make it happen by. And you just kind of fill in. Yeah. And everything dots. else that, get, that gets thrown at you is just like, okay, that's just another mm -hmm. thing we have to do. Like, let's just exactly. boom, boom, boom. Exactly. And, uh, you know, when the week came that I had to put in my two weeks at work, I was so emotional, you know, leading up to that, I was like, so excited, rah, 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 I'm ready, I'm going to do it. But then when it happened, it just got so hard just because, um, you know, this job was the reason I got to California. It's the reason I have the life I do now. Um, all of my friends, my best friends, and I'm just so grateful for that. And um, I planned on the time I was going to call my boss and tell him, and I kept having to push it because every time I tried to rehearse what I was going to say, I would just start crying because oh, it was just so, I don't know. I was just, it was very emotional. It was just um, such a family that I have there. Uh, but my boss was so supportive. He was like, Michael, we always knew you were destined for bigger things, and you made us all better um and they were just he was so supportive my whole team was so supportive and amazing which is just more than i could have ever asked for and then um of course i have to have a meeting with the president <laughs> who's literally the reason that i made it to california has been a part of my story since day one out here um and why i have the life i do now so uh yeah i went into her office and honestly like basically just sat down and started crying but i was just saying how you know you think about those few moments in your life which was really those make it or break it moments the ones that really change your life and the course of it and I was like literally like when I met you when I was 21 years old like you believed in me and you didn't owe me anything and you didn't have to and you gave me this chance and I'm just so grateful and it literally gave me everything I have now and she was like Michael like you've given us 10 times the amount of anything we could have ever given you mm. and she was like there are so many like great and talented people in this world. And she said, but you are kind too. And she said, not everyone is kind. And she said, that's what sets me apart and makes me yes. successful. So um, then she told me to go and break records, which was so Ugh. awesome and moving. And I think such a cool full circle moment kind of of my time there and my journey and my story there that I was kind of closing the chapter on. And I just couldn't be any more grateful. And then literally that night, I finished moving everything to our new place in West Hollywood at like midnight. And then I was up at 4 a.m. on a flight to get married and start our new adventures. So, yeah, it's all wow. been very crazy, very scary, all of the things. But, you know, I really wouldn't have it any other way. And, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes is oops is better than what if and yes I love that because you know I could fail you know I could not make whatever make it in whatever I want to do but <laughs> I won't live with asking myself what if and I think I never want 
that to be a resounding gong in my head of what if. And, um, you know, I can always go back to a job, but I won't always have the chance and the opportunity that I do right now at this age. Um, and, you know, I only have one life. We all only have one life. And I want to take a chance on myself and believe in myself. Um, so that's what I'm doing. And yes. yeah, I just know that there are a lot of people who are in the same situation as me and are contemplating taking a risk. And I just really want to encourage you and share my experience because you can do it too. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I haven't been this excited about my life in a really long time. And every day I'm just so stoked waking up and excited to take it on. And I'm so excited to see what's next in that every day. There's just this blank page that I get to write in this new era and story of my life. Ugh. And um, Mary and I are always on your team. We're always rooting for you. We're here for you. Yeah. And we're just going to do it. Dang it. Dang it. I just, I love the fact that we're both like in this space together and that right. we both just quit our jobs and decided to just pursue our dreams full time and yeah. like do it together. And yeah. I think that is so encouraging and ugh, it's so exciting. Um, yeah, we're doing it all. I think we're, <laughs> we're just doing it all. And you're coming along with yeah, us. You're coming along for the ride. Hope you love it. Um, yeah. So thank you for tuning into Michael and Mary in the morning, the cute ass podcast you didn't know you needed. Don't forget to support us on Patreon if you're able to um, keep your eyes out for next month's all those all those goodies that we have for November. Can you believe yeah. it's already Let us like know what a content you want to see in November too, and we're so excited that. for that. Yeah. And speaking about our Instagram, I'm Michael and Mary in the morning. Thank you everyone for our 500 followers we just hit on Instagram. That's so exciting. It looks so good. It, it looks, looks so, so good. good on there. I'm it's so just, excited. It's crazy that like we started this months ago and yeah. we're already there and we have so many of you guys listening and watching on Instagram and it's just so exciting for us to yeah. get to know you and mm -hmm. see those numbers change just because we know that we're brightening people's days and yeah. that's all we wanted to do in the beginning so yeah shout out to Soraya who we were just voice messaging last night yeah. and she came from TikTok who saw one of my Taylor Swift TikToks and now follows the morning show and is yes. listening and we that's love. just so <laughs> wild that the life of the internet can just connect people like that and find um little ways that we can share our message and our story in bright people's days so share this episode with someone who i don't know you think needs to take a risk or is kind of on the edge yeah, like that this is and, your sign yeah, bb we love it. <laughs> oh my god obsessed this was amazing um yes we love you we cherish you we adore you like it's the only thing we'll ever yes do. <laughs> please also rate and submit a review on the free apple podcast app as well we'd love to hear your feedback you can also join us on patreon mm -hmm. like i said get bonus content Content from us from from us, us. <laughs> for as little as a dollar a month you can support us so we can continue to support you we love you see you next monday <laughs>